And you're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, and influence. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, personal branding is not just about being famous. It's about being selectively famous. And join me on today's show. I'm honored to have William Aruda with me. Will William is a motivational speaker, and he's the leading authority on the topic of personal branding. He's the best-selling author of the definitive books on personal branding, career distinction, ditch, dare, do, and digital you. And he also also writes a column for Forbes on personal branding and social media. Now on today's show, William is going to share why you need to focus on uncovering and building your brand. If you haven't already done so, 2020, let that be the year that you start getting really clear and focused on doing that. He's also going to talk about how to use social media to advance your career, whether you're in business or whether you're working in corporate, and why building your brand on the web, it's essential for career-minded professionals and so much more. Welcome to the show, William. Uh, thanks, Henry. I'm delighted to be here. Um, you may not realize this, but uh, I've been following your work for so long, many, many years previously to working with entrepreneurs and business owners. I was in the career industry and I'm actually one of your students from the 360 degree reach. So I do know your work. So when I introduced you as the leading authority on the topic of personal branding, you really are. And I know over the years, there's been a lot of discussion around personal branding and you know a lot of voices contributing to the topic. But I think where you've really positioned, you know, your message has been consistent across, you know, the many, many years it's so very important there's a lot of misunderstanding so let's just get on the same page for those people who are listening or watching how would you define personal brand I, I think personal branding is nothing more than uh, permission to be yourself your best self right for you to be able to um, unearth what makes you incredible and as we say work your quirks right uh, offer that one unique gift that's only available from you that others uh, just don't have the opportunity to deliver, which helps you stand out, attract the attention of people you need, and and be able to increase your success and happiness at work. And yes. by the way, I know that wasn't a short definition. I just get carried away. <laughs> no, but it's so, so true. And often I hear the word and I see the word being thrown around in authenticity. And there's been a lot of debate around what does authenticity really mean? And it's almost become a, a word which turns people off, but it's so important. How would you define authenticity? Because I think there's a bit of, um, yeah, a myth and misconceptions around authenticity and what that means too. So what does that mean to you? Well, I'll tell, you know what, I'll tell you um, through the quotes of famous people um, that I really respect. Uh, Oscar Wilde, um, his quote about authenticity is be yourself because everyone else is already taken. Uh, Anne Morrow Lindbergh says um, the most exhausting thing you can be is inauthentic. So I think authenticity is really about getting in touch with who you are, what makes you unique and valuable and great, 
and being willing to be that and to not conform. Mm, so, so true. And it's a lot easier or a lot harder to do, isn't it? Because so often we don't recognize the uniqueness, um, the gifts, the talents that we bring and we take them for granted. But once we realize that we can be so much more intentional and all of that you're going to talk about today. So we're in 2020 now and there are so many more people online. The tools and technologies that we have at our fingertips allows us to be able to share our message uh, across the globe very easily, very efficiently. So that's a good thing. The bad thing, of course, is that, that if you're not clear on what makes you unique and you're not consistently sharing it, that message, then you can get lost in the noise. So talking about 2020 and what you're seeing uh, happening, um, you know, when we're looking about building our brand, why do you think even now is far more and more important, if we haven't already done so, to focus on uncovering and building our brand? Why would you say? Well, you know what? I think competition has increased. Whatever it is that we want to do, now it's just not the people in our town or our uh, country. It's people around the world who can do it as well. If you want to attract opportunities, if you want to get people excited about what you uniquely have to offer, then you need to proactively build your brand. If you're not doing that, you're just one of the masses. But when you give yourself permission to stand out, all of a sudden people start to take note. Not all people, but the people that you want to attract so that you can pursue opportunities that will make you happy. And let's face it, that's what happens when, when you're living your personal brand, you're aligning who you are with what you do and how you do it. And ultimately you're delivering greater value and at the same time amping up your happiness factor at work. Yes. If someone has not um, yet really considered and gotten really clear on some of the elements that makes them very unique, because as you said, the competition is far greater. Not only are you now competing, um, and I don't believe in competition. I mean, when you clear on your brand, there is no competition because there's no one like you that brings your story, your unique um, mannerisms to the, you know, to the table, to the message. And so that's why it's so important. But when we think about um some of the key aspects for people to consider where would where is a good place to start what would you say if someone's only just thinking all right this year is the year that i really need to focus on that where would they start uh, you know I, i'd say two places first just being really introspective we, we do not give us ourselves time to be introspective because we're doers we're making things happen we're crossing things off our do list and reading as many emails as we can and we don't take the time to take a step back and say you know, who am I? What's important to me? What are my values? What's, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Uh, what are the things that bring me joy, the things I'm passionate about? So I think being really introspective and, and starting to understand the facets of your brand, right? Your passions and your vision and your purpose and your values mm -hmm. and your superpowers, things you do better than anyone else. Um, that's half the equation. And the other half is you want to talk to other people who have had experiences with you and find out what is it about you that they think is interesting or differentiating or compelling mm -hmm. uh, and and by by kind of merging the two of those right here's how I see me and here's how others see me you're able to kind of distill that down to your unique promise the thing yes. that sets you apart from everyone else and is attractive to the people who are making decisions about you yeah so clear and I think one of the things that people often um, start to recognize or start to experience when they do that is they realize they can let go of all of the labels and all of the things they're trying to be for other people and live up to other people's expectations. And there's nothing more empowering than giving yourself permission to show up as you, but the unique elements that you want to bring forward. And I think today, I mean, if we, um, there's a study that I often follow every 
year, and I don't know if you, you, you probably are aware of it too, the Edelman Trust Barometer. And one of the yes. things that they identified last year was that there has never been a bigger gap in trust from your informed community versus the mass, you know, the, the mass people. Mm. And because of, you know, here in Australia and probably where you are too, and you, I know you're a global traveler. So across the world media, you need to be careful about what we listen to. And I think the mass masses have become very skeptical about what's being shared. Governments as well, which means as business owners and individuals, we need to be very clear. We need to be very consistent, but also showing up as a really truthfully, isn't it? Because nothing stands out louder than being fake. It just shows through, doesn't it? you will always, oh, I tell this to people all the time, right? You can go around being authentic and you might get away, inauthentic and get away with it for a while. You will be found out. Do you remember Millie Vanilli? Yes. Uh, the, the band, right? They won the best artist of the year. And then we learned next year that they couldn't sing. Yeah. And now there's never been another Millie Vanilli song, right? And it's pretty much true. You walk yeah. around your office or, or colleagues, maybe you go to a networking function, you kind of know the people who are authentic and the other people you're a little a little bit dubious about because mm -hmm. they're just not allowing you to build that trust and what they're putting in is some kind of layer of inauthenticity. Yeah, so true. Something else that often happens, even as career individuals or if you're in, in a business, is when we're not clear on what makes us unique and not intentional in bringing that forward, we often look at what's working for other people and trying to be and, and show up as other people. There's nothing more. Um, it, it drains you. It certainly drains you. And comparison can certainly cripple you too in getting out there. What would you say to someone if they've been looking at what other people are doing and trying to, to, to put a mask on, if, if you will, because that's one of the greatest ways to, to stop you from really stepping forward and shining your inner brilliance too. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? Uh, can I tell you, I, I was in Singapore not too long ago and I, I did this whole day workshop and the focus was authenticity and helping. It was all about digging out who are you, what's the unique ingredient you bring to this huge organization you work for. It, that was the focus. At the very end, one of these very senior executives came up to me and he said, Okay, William, that was all great, but tell me what the right brand is to have, and that's the brand I will have. And I, I almost fell on the floor. I thought, oh my gosh. Have you been in the room the with us today? Of what I have just said for eight hours, oh. um, and he didn't get it. And, and I think that, um, uh, you know, the, the, the problem is we're dealing with a lot of inertia. And for a long time, the, the buzzword was conformity. You worked mm -hmm. for a company, and it's like, this is how we do things here, right? We don't do things like that. And, and we get into this mindset, right, um, where this is how that is done. Mm -hmm. And and I think that sometimes we think, oh, well, there's something wrong with me because I don't do it that way. So let me just conform um, or look at that wildly successful person. Why don't I, you know, it's so much hard work trying to figure out what my unique thing is. Let me yeah. just do what they do. Um, the problem with that is you're not going to do it as well as they do. Mm -hmm. And you're always going to be a second rate copy of somebody else's original. Yeah. Right. And what you want to be is, you know, that original one of a kind person who just puts it out there. And, and the amazing thing that happens is you start to attract the people who really connect with you. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a thing in personal branding I say all the time, strong brands often repel as many people as they attract, yes. right? So I, I think one of the traps we get into is we become really wishy-washy because we want everyone to love us. And so we're gonna behave this way for this person and this way for this person uh, so that we're somehow, we think that we're, we're being the person they want us to be. Uh, but in fact, that makes us really exciting to know people. 
Mm-hmm. So you need to be willing to say, I'm going to take a stand. I have a point of view. I have a position. I, I have a unique approach and I'm going to be that knowing that not everyone's going to jump up and down and connect with me. Yeah, so true. I remember a story you shared once, and I, I think it was a story that you recalled from one of your previous experiences where you went and worked with an organization and they all had square tables, but you're very inclusive. So I remember you swapped, well, I think it was about you, or maybe it was a story you shared years ago where you swapped out the square table for a round table because the round tables um, it allowed people to feel inclusive because you wanted to encourage conversations. So that's just one way of being clear on what your brand is. And if it is in, you know, inclusivity and, and creating a community where people feel valued and, and encouraged to share, then you can start bringing that to life in how you show up, you know, even your, your external environment. Because we're going to talk about social media and how do you bring that message to life in a moment. But that's what you're talking about, aren't you? You can't be clear and consistent unless you have what are you clear about. So that's really what you're talking about when you understand what makes you unique. And then, of course, you can bring that out in everything that you do. Yes? That's, that's exactly right. And once you're clear about it, what you need to do is go back and rethink everything you do, yeah. every meeting you have, every phone call you have, all the activities that you engage in in a week, and ask yourself, how am I going to inject more of this into that activity so that it's crystal clear to others, right? If creativity is your thing, mm-hmm. when I go to a meeting, I expect that meeting to feel creative, right? I expect to have an experience that tells me, wow, this is someone who's wildly creative. Yes. And and it's it's that simple, right? And, and you're, it's going to be easy for you because if creativity is your thing, you're going to make a creative agenda. You're going to kick off the meeting in a creative way. You're going to have a creative way of including all the people in the meeting mm-hmm. because it's your nature to do that. Yeah. So, but you have to give yourself permission. You have to go back and 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 rethink everything and say, okay, now that I'm I'm really comfortable with my brand and I know what it is, I'm going to redo things in a, a really a branded and, and powerful way. Yeah. One of the conversations I had with a client once, and uh, and I'm sure you've had them over the years as well, is when someone's unique brilliance, their brand, that, that thing that makes them so unique has been something that someone has, maybe a previous boss, has told them you need to be quiet because it's we, we have a tall poppy syndrome here in Australia. So anyone that rises yeah. above and shines, that kind of cut down really quickly. It can be difficult sometimes to step forward and allow yourself to shine in that area and bring that forward, particularly if someone has spoken over you and said, no, 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 you can't do that or that's wrong, isn't it? I mean, and so maybe the thing that allows you, that will allow you to stand out has been something that you've kept quiet or, you know, humor, laughter. I had one one of my colleagues actually said her uniqueness was the fact that whenever you were in her presence, you always felt inspired and happy because she always was able to turn things around, but she had a voice, a, a laughter that just filled the room and she would often try to subdue that. So those are things to consider too, aren't they? You know, I, I'm going to tell you a story about this woman I worked with at IBM. And, and if you ever worked at IBM, and I had an amazing career there and I loved it, um, but it was kind of the blue suit uh, white shirt, red tie, Chanel suit for women, everything kind of very, you know, hierarchical, structured and whatnot. Mm. And there was this one woman who worked there and I just adored her. And she was so confident about being herself. And she had her hair up in, in a crazy thing. And she wore crazy shoes and crazy get-ups all the time. And she had the joke of the week on her office door. And she had toys on her office um, uh, conference table so that people could come in and play. She was just so not mm. IBM. And, and there were people that would be like, oh, serious. 
Um, and, and anyone who wasn't maybe confident would have maybe started to conform, but she was just like, it's me. Yeah. And, and she was wildly successful. Anytime there was an opening on her team, there was a line of people outside the door. Anytime she needed something from her manager, he would say, oh, for you, anything. Mm. Uh, because she really offered value, right? She was able to not only tick the box next to everything required of her, she offered this unique value to the organization and she had the confidence to do it, right? Richard Branson stands out. How many CEOs have never been in a suit? right, mm -hmm. who do all these crazy risky things. He's, if, if you go to the Virgin Lounge in San Francisco in the US, um, the men's room door has a picture of Richard, Richard Branson on it. The women's room door has a picture of Richard, Richard Branson in drag on it, right? <laughs> Just living his brand every day and he's built a wildly uh, successful conglomerate doing that. So, yeah. you know, that's the, the, that's the power and excitement that comes when you're willing to live your brand. Yeah, I love that. And a unique brand as we're talking about it as well. You know, sometimes you can see someone doing something and um, I've had people who have tried to take on a persona and you talk a lot about personas too, a persona that you know just doesn't match, you know, them. Like you hear some some speakers, they really use cuss words, but it, and it fits their brand. And then when you see people that yeah. try and integrate that, you go, no, 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 that's just not you. So I love how, yeah. how you've shared those stories. Let's talk about how to use social media. I mean, there's been many platforms that we have come to um, to really recognize and, and leverage every single day. There's new ones that are being added all of the time, but there's things that we can do and things that perhaps we should stop doing that maybe have been relevant in years gone by, but not so much moving forward. What are some insights you can share around this for us today, William? Yeah, so I'll tell you the first thing is that um, social media freaks people out. Right, because it seems like, okay, I already have a full-time job. I have a million emails that I can never get to. I feel an incredible sense of overwhelm. And here's this whole big, nebulous, weird, overwhelming world of social media. How could I ever be visible and make a peep in this incredibly cacophonous, really loud space? And, and so I think, I, I think the, the, the message that I tell everyone is, uh, you know what? This is the selective famous piece that you started our, our uh, conversation off with. All you need to do is reach that small community of people who need to know you so that you can reach your goals. And what you need to do is identify where it is that they live, where are the communities of, of people you need to reach, and, and what's your relevant message that's authentic to you and it's gonna be compelling to them, and how do you share it? And, mm -hmm. and that really narrows it in. It, it means you don't have to be visible on uh, YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and Pinterest and Snap and TikTok and all of the other tools, it means that you can just pick the ones that, that are gonna reach your target audience and that give you the opportunity to showcase what makes you great. Mm -hmm. And I think that first step of just having permission to let most of it go and just prioritize um, takes a lot of the, the fear, the stress, the worry, the concern uh, about social media. Yes. Um, of course, it means you need to have, you need to know exactly what you wanna say, what your point of view is, and you need to make sure that you're always speaking to that community, that selective, famous group of people. Mm. What would you say um, are some ways in which people can recognize what the best platform is? I mean, obviously we need to go out there and do research. It really proves or validates the reason why we should take time to also look at where are our ideal clients hanging out. Are there some, some techniques or some tools that you've used over the years or perhaps that you recommend that people can start to leverage to enable them to really define the, the platforms that they know that their ideal clients are on? Yeah, well, well, first of all, um, by the way, um, I think you want to start with what's your ideal medium for communicating, uh, right? If, if, uh, if you hate to be in front of a, a camera, 
right? Choosing YouTube as your tool is not going to be really productive for you because you're going to hate being in front of the camera every time you need to get stuff up there on YouTube. So, so first do a little bit of introspection and say, do I like to write? Do I like to write long things? Do I like to write short things? Uh, do I like to be on video? Do I, I prefer audio? Maybe podcasts are right for me and start to prioritize what are the most important uh, vehicles you like to use. And then once you do that, um, at the same time, you want to do this little analysis of your people and you kind of know who some of them are. And so just find out where are those people are. They are they active in LinkedIn um, in LinkedIn. You can use both video and text. You can do updates, which are brief, or you can do articles, which are longer. Right. So you have any option you want. Go to Twitter, um, type in the keywords associated with what you want to be known for. See what kind of conversations are have happening there are the people that are coming up when you put in those hashtags, the people that you want to engage with. Mm -hmm. um, maybe Twitter might be a good a good uh, tool for you. And by the way, Twitter, again, you can use uh, video, you can use images, you can use some um, 100, 280 character tweets, right? So, yes. um, so a lot of it is trial and error. And over time, you will find like, so I have found a tool that's incredible that almost nobody uses called SlideShare. Uh, SlideShare allows you to take your, your speeches that you give publicly, um, upload a PDF of the presentation and make it visible and available to people. So you might have 800 people in the room, but there's 800,000 people who are interested in that topic. You make it available to them. So yeah. I think it's that, that, that a Venn diagram, right? What do I love to do when I'm communicating? And where do my people live? And the intersection is where you want to spend your time. Mm, brilliant. And one of the things I love about that is that often we do assume that I have to be on on all platforms at the one time, but build your profile, get that engagement up to that unique or niched audience who really are your ideal clients. Or if we're thinking about a career, where is your prospective employers or key, you know, key stakeholders? Where do they hang out? But then what I find is it, it, many years ago when I only did audio podcast I had a saying which I can't really use anymore which is you never have a bad hair day with an audio podcast <laughs> and then of course now they have live and there's a whole different story around that but when you get comfortable with one platform and you're able to, to to show up authentically all of the things that you've been speaking about earlier then you're far more comfortable and confident in saying you know what I may not be used to it yet but I'm willing to give it a go and then you can build your confidence in using it and often people don't get to the stage where they're able to build that momentum because they haven't built all of the things that you're talking about and really started leveraging that platform and they give up too soon often don't they and I'll try something else and then you end up trying to uh, that you know the bright shiny object syndrome which uh, we know doesn't work either uh, and I'm, I'm the most guilty of that I, I will say if, if you want to have a strong brand what you need to do is measure yourself against the three C's. And you referenced a couple of them earlier. I love, I love that there's so much connection uh, between your thinking and, and, uh, and, and my beliefs. Um, clarity, be clear about who you are and who you're not, right? Your, your world needs to be this big. Um, what's your topic and what's your point of view on it? Mm -hmm. The second is consistency. Are you always that? Are you always communicating the same uh, kind of message? Do you communicate it in the same way with the same feeling and emotion and personality? And then the third, Piece, and this is what you're, you're talking about is constancy. You need to be constantly visible to the people who are making decisions about you. And your point about people quitting too early is absolutely right. You feel like you've exhausted yourself. You put so much stuff out there. 
and people haven't even heard it yet. Mm. So, so you need to be willing, this, this is kind of a long haul thing. And, and what happens is over time you start to build fans and those fans ultimately become promoters because they've been connected with you for a period of time. They feel like they know you. Uh, there's something called uh, uh, parasocial relationships. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the term. We all know what it is, but I, I just learned the term uh, not too long ago, uh, which is really that people have a relationship with us because maybe they engage with our articles or our videos or our podcasts, but we have no idea who they are. Yet we have this relationship because they have connected with us over time, right? Mm -hmm. And so social media allows us to build those parasocial relationships until we're able to connect um, on a deeper, uh, more connected level. Yeah, um, I'm just showing a comment here, um, William, Helen. Thanks, Helen, you've got some uh, great comments there. She said, great, good points. So um, looking forward to, uh, uh, thanks, I'm Helen. sure it's gonna be helpful. <laughs> so I thought I'll, that I would show that. Um, as we're moving along. I think what one of the things that we're going to talk about in a moment, uh, William, is the fact that building your brand on the web is so very important, particularly if you really are a career-minded professional. But something that you touched on, and I think is relevant to this point as well, is the fact that if we are on multiple platforms or how we show up online needs to also be consistent with how we show up offline. There can sometimes be a bit of a disconnect too. So if you don't have clarity, you can't be, then be intentional across all of those platforms. What are some things that you also see when we're talking about building that brand online, that consistency, so that you are showing up across all platforms, wherever you tend to hang out? What are some other things that you see? Let's talk about some of the, well, I don't like to call them mistakes, but they are things that people are doing that you think, look, moving forward in 2020, stop doing this, and then we'll move into some of the key aspects that people need to be mindful of and start to adopt moving forward. But let's talk about some of the things that you, you see people doing that's not supporting them in building that consistent uh, brand that will eventually position them as that thought leader in their industry. Yeah, so I'm so glad you bring this up because there are so many. And, and the first one and the most important one is not doing your personal branding work before you start doing social branding, before you move online. Uh, for a lot of younger people who grew up with fingers on keys, they're already out there, but without any clarity about who they are, what separates them from everyone else who does what they do, and what their unique point of view is at, to that specific target audience. So you need to do the real, but I always say be real before being virtual. So figure out what your brand is before you start applying it online. That's the first thing. Uh, and then what will happen, by the way, when you do that is the flesh and bones you will be consistent with the bits and bites you. And, and they will one of the same, whether somebody meets you online or they meet you in person, that's the key thing. And, and by the way, first impressions have moved online. We know that more and more first impressions happen when somebody Googles you than when they meet you for the first time in person. So you wanna make sure that that online representation of you is consistent with the real you which means you add, need to add more humanity to your online profiles. If, if you go to LinkedIn, for example, and that's one of the most important places because when somebody Googles you, your LinkedIn profile is gonna show up near the very top of the search. So even if they don't start in LinkedIn, they're probably gonna end up in LinkedIn and your LinkedIn summary, or now called about, is gonna be the most read version of your bio. If that bio is just credential, 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 it, it's gonna be interesting, it's gonna be uh, credible, it's gonna make you credible, but it's not gonna make me wanna connect with you on a human level. So you need to make sure that your bios infuse your values and your passions and your quirks and all the things that you do wholly, right? Not just the work things, 
but the things that make you human because we build connections with other people uh, based on emotion, right? Not on a list of credentials, not a resume. We don't use that to connect personally. So your, your online stuff, because people don't have the benefit of connecting with you on a human level and touching you, um, they need to be infused with even more humanity so they can give off that same, I wanna connect with this person. Um, and I think that's the key thing is you, st you, you start number one with the real world brand, then number two, you start with how you communicate about you online since that's your first impression before you even get out there with sharing valuable content with your target audience. Mm. I love that. I love that because um, if I think back to some of the guests who have approached us, this is over the years, even back in the career industry, we would do a Google search and there have been guests or potential guests that we have found certain things that they obviously didn't realize. One of them, second line down, there was the word, the, the name of this particular you know guest that wanted to come on the show and the word fraud. Now we immediately oh said, no way. And, yeah. and, but this was going back many years ago and, and obviously it had sorted itself out. But had that person taken time to Google themselves, which I know is something that you encourage people to do, to find out what has been said about you and do you need to eliminate? And I loved a phrase that you, you coined many years ago, um, and I tend to use that uh, uh, again and again, is that digital dirt. What has been said about you that you need to then really address and start to bring um, yeah, some positive uh, conversation around that. But that's key, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and especially as it, there's, a, there's a trend called digital first. It's a, it's a concept that uh, a gentleman named Mitch Joel, he's out of Montreal, wrote a great book called Control-Alt-Delete. And in it, he talks about how, how digital is now proceeding real. Wow. So it's become that much more important that you, you really scrub your online profile and make sure it is real and authentic and compelling because some people may wanna connect with you for a certain reason. You don't know who they are, but they're checking you out and they're like, mm, nope, next. Yes. And and so you're missing out on opportunities you don't even know you're missing. Yeah. One of the things that I love about podcasting, whether you do audio and now, of course, we, we have the uh, ability to be able to incorporate visual and video as well, is that when you are talking and having conversation like you and, I, uh, you and I are today, William, people get a sense of our character. People get a sense of who we are through the laughter, through what we say. You can't fake that. So I think, you know, we need to look at And one of the things you said was, around you know look at the ways in which you enjoy and you feel comfortable with sharing your content there are some mediums that you can use that enable you to eliminate any mis you know conceptions or perceptions of who you are and what may be said about you so these are all things that we need to consider as we're thinking about how best can i share my message and make a bigger impact yes yeah well so you know so first of all bravo to you for using uh rich media, uh, audio and video, uh, even though it, even, if you're not comfortable with video, don't use it right away mm. and get comfortable with video because uh, words only account for 7% of the communication. The other 93% is tone of voice, intonation, body language. It's all this stuff that's going on between you and me right now. Uh, so if you're only commu communicating with the 26 letters of the alphabet or however many letters there are in whatever alphabet you use, um, you're really limiting your ability to, mm. to, to communicate a rich message in, in a way that, that's emotionally connected. When you use video, people get a, it, it's almost like being there in person. Yeah. Right. And you get to really understand the personality of people and their 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 energy and the, the way they speak and, and the, the even the spacing between words and sentences. 
all of that says something about them. So I'm telling everyone, uh, you know, that there's a, a trend I, I talk about called you casting, uh, mm -hmm. which is really about you on video, and, and it is the future. Yeah. Um, in the future, we will all have little setups where we know uh, we look really good, the light is good, and the audio is good, and we're just mm -hmm. gonna turn on that video camera and we'll have uh, we'll have messages. There will not be email, it will be Vmail. There will not be teleconferences, it will all be video teleconferences, because that's just where we're going. Mm -hmm. And so getting used to video now, even if it's not your preferred medium, is gonna make you much more successful in the future. And, and Emery, you, you've been a, a pioneer in this, and, and you're only, not only, but you're using to a really high degree these rich um, uh, media, mm -hmm. which allow people to connect with you. And I'm, I'm sure you have so many people out there who are listening now who, who pay attention all the time to you and they know exactly what you're going to say and how you're going to say it and they have a relationship with you. Yeah, it's so true. And I have to share with people, and I have on, on the podcast previously, I'm an introvert an extroverted introvert to so put a microphone in front of me and you know, I'm fine, but I don't particularly like video and I don't look back at it because you think, oh, there's that stupid expression again, because we are yeah, our oh. own worst critics, aren't we? But one of the things that I often will remind myself of is someone somewhere needs to hear my message because he or she has a message that's gonna impact someone else's life. And by not me yeah. standing up and sharing and giving people the confidence to say, you know what, you can get up. I mean, the very first time that I went live, um, Will, and, and went live um, also across Facebook, I pressed um, record and I pressed the, the audio music and I pressed the wrong intro because I have a couple of different shows. And you know what I did? <laughs> I just went, whoops, wrong one. Off we go again, because I wanted to show people, yeah. look, it doesn't matter. People are going to be watching you and, and how you address that and how you handle that is going to show who you are. And sometimes it's, it, it is those little things that happen that people go, you know what, they are just human because we are. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. And, and I, can I tell you, I think that, that the mistakes that we make and the way we recover for them, from them are bigger brand builders mm. than those positive things that kind of go all right. Yeah. Right. When, when we do, even, even if we do something, you know, that, that, that seems really egregious, the, the way that we, um, handle it, manage it, accept it, own it and communicate about it, uh, really says a lot about our character. And, and I think that's what people want to, um, you know, engage with. We're, we're in this world now where people are looking at their phone so many hours of the day. And I think that we, we crave mm. this human connection. We do. And, and our willingness to, to be ourselves and to put it out there um, on a really human level is what does help us to build relationships with others. Yeah, I love the blooper reels, even in the movies. You know, when you see the actors, <laughs> go, oh, because you just get a glimpse of who they are, you know, naturally, yeah. rather than um, the character that they're acting. And I think when you, we bring that into our work um, and, and, you know, into and give ourselves permission to do that, we could just continue to grow. You know, if, every time that you do something, you get more confidence. And I think that that's really uh, important. I have loved our conversation today, William, and I know that we've only just scratched the surface. We mentioned a couple of your books. I'll repeat those. Career Distinction, Ditch, Dare, Do, your most recent one, Digital You. How can people find out more? How's the best uh, for them or best way for them to connect with you? Uh, yeah, so uh, Digital You, the, the new book, it really details the trends that we've been talking about. Uh, it, digitalyoubook.com is where you could get a copy of that. And of course, you can just go to williamaruda.com if you want to learn more about me and get some resources. I do write a column for Forbes. So if you're really interested in personal branding, you want to build your brand, and especially in social media, everything I write is on personal branding, 
social media, and specifically LinkedIn. So if those topics interest you, you can just follow me in Forbes and get some valuable content that you can apply to your social media strategy. Fantastic. Well, thanks once again for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. I, I had so much fun. I wish this conversation could go on for hours. <laughs> we'll have to get you back on. Next time you write another book or there's an article on something that we need to know about uh, personal branding, online, social media, reach out and we'll feature you again. Thanks once again Fantastic. for coming on the show. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. Yeah.